Welcome to Audio Drama Showcase, part of the Story Forge Network. I'm Scooter. With me are Morgan Hazelwood. Hi. Lisa Watson. Hello. Keith Riley. Howdy. And the panelist formerly known as Max Basket. Yo. Today we'll be listening to Spooning in the Apocalypse, which premiered in January of 2018 and was created by Tavis Marshall. This caused him to think of a world where it didn't just feel like it was the end of the world, but it was, in fact, the actual apocalypse. He pitched the idea to several people close to him, and after about a year of testing and production work, the show was born. This episode is called Radiation Ships, which was originally produced in 2018. And don't forget to check us out over on Patreon under Legendsmith Productions. This show is brought to you thanks to the support of our wonderful patrons. Every little bit helps. Okay, let's get started. That was the thrilling series finale of Run For Their Life. Join us this time tomorrow for a new project from the producers of Places to Rent. Samantha Evers returns home from a tour of duty in the wars to find her neighborhood less welcoming than when she left it. Will she find her path back to sobriety? How will she win over her neighbors in a community blaming her for the loss of Block 18? Based on a true story, Muse Carinari calls it a heart-beating, blood-moving romp. The Pretty Lady Daily says it's hard to look away. Join Samantha Evers in Evers After as she finds out you can't go home again, but maybe you can make a new one next door. Next up, WSPN introduces a new weekly show exploring relationships and how we do it. Whether you're learning to love yourself or someone else, Radiationships will tickle the right spot. Join registered professor Shum DeFroyen and his co-host Brad Flink as they offer advice and solace, giving special attention for callers suffering through personal problems and interpersonal inconvenience. If the weight of your apocalypse is too much, let them apocalyptic you up. Radiationships is now on WSPN. The Spoon. and trackers, vagrants and vagabonds, settlers and survivors, to all you ratheads out there in a radiation nation, this is an emergency broadcast to your heart. Further instructions incoming. We are live from our EBS compound and undisclosed location deep in the lines of the Sadlands. Our hearts are pure, our backs strong, and eyes shielded from the glare of the bone waste. I'm Rad Flink, with me, the professor. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your radiation ship. Callers, good to be with you all again. Fresh off our 500th episode blowout, it was quite the spectacle. We blew out all the stops, really knocked the wheels off and kept it rolling. But we're rolling right on to the 501st. And ladies and gentlemen, with that out of the way, we've got something very important to talk to you about today. Ladies and gentlemen, your relationship has never been in more danger. These are dark days, ladies and gentlemen. We've never seen anything like this in the studio. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, you nearly did not get this broadcast today. Isn't that right, Professor? It's still in here somewhere. I can sense your presence, Cricket. I can feel your tiny, tiny breath on the back of my neck. Go away. This Cricket nearly made recording today impossible. Now, we've, we've cordoned him off. We managed to chase him down to, I think, Professor, if you can back me up on this, I, I think he's in the ventilation near the bathrooms, the eastern bathrooms. 
just as a, as a recap for our listeners, um, last week I advised one of our callers, uh, I, a young woman who was in a, an obviously toxic relationship, to sever all ties with her lover. Um, that lover, now unable to access the comforts of his enabler, emotionally distressed and clearly a cricket, has come to me for that which he lacks. Um, of course, the same lack of basic communication skills that led to the demise of his recent relationship prevents him from expressing himself to me in an honest and transparent way. And so he chirps, passive-aggressively, endlessly. And this, this really displays a, a real issue with, um, with borders. You know, we, we, we've set certain borders emotionally. Mm-hmm. We've said... We, we won't talk about ourselves on the show, our personal lives. Don't come into it because the, the listeners, the listeners are what is important. Mm-hmm. Now, we've also set perimeters with lasers and strip mines and all sorts of uh, barbed wire and that sort of thing. Now, this cricket is completely run roughshod all over those boundaries that we set down. Mm-hmm. I think I think the inherent flaw is that an anti-personnel mine um, will not be activated by or the body weight there, of a cricket. Is there even such a thing as an anti-cricket mine? Because now I'm thinking maybe I need to go out and, and find some. I think uh, I think we can put that to the listeners. I'm I'm sure there's an industrious and ingenious listener out there um, that that he or she, his or herself, has um, encountered a codependent cricket and uh, and has learned how to deal with that um, conclusively and decisively. So uh, if if anyone out there has information uh, as to how to dispatch a codependent, um, just ludicrously needy cricket. Um, give us a call. Okay. That's definitely one way. I mean, emotional, I, I suppose emotional connection to, sure, yes, metaphorically as well. Speaking of king size, queen size, and filter list, doesn't it feel like something's missing? That's a short list. That's right. Just when you thought it was all over your head. Kitterettes. You heard of these, Professor? They're amazing. Love them. Kitterettes are the child-sized smoke that's smooth and lasts. These are rolled and machined by genuine kit fingers. 100% certified kit fingers. These are certified with a gold seal of approval from numerous advisory boards. They are rolled and machined by genuine kit fingers to ensure 100% size accuracy. They're perfect for a quick break or a late-night rendezvous. Made for kids by kids. For a uniquely smooth taste. Um, there's no substitute for children's fingers. All right. Well, hopefully that cricket keeps his distance. I think we've made our presence known, our expectations known to that cricket. So let's go ahead and, and try to take a caller here. We'll take it down a notch, see if we can't you know, get, get things back under control. Who do we have on the, on, the, on the lines there? We'll be right back with Rad Flink and Professor Sean DeFryan on Radiation Ships. Yeah, you, yeah, you, hey you, do you wonder if life is going anywhere? Are you just pillaging from town to town, just sloppily taking what you want, but you don't even know what you want? Apply to Deaf Punk School for Raiders. We have over 50 trained, brutal, vicious, and punctual assassins on staff. We will turn you from punk to hunk. These days, when everyone is clawing for a piece of pie, we will teach you how to cleanly, efficiently, and deftly kill everyone around the pie. Deft Punk School for Raiders. Harder, better, faster, deadlier. We now return to Radiation Ships, already in progress, on WSPN. The Spoon. In its entirety, which is why the word 
cuckold sounds so much like the word chuckled. That's fascinating, Professor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've always thought so. Okay, let's take another call. Welcome to Radiation Ships. How can we service you? Uh, am I, uh, am I on? Am I through? I, I can hear you. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. No, uh, no, I, I love you guys' show. I love it. I haven't, I haven't actually, uh, heard it for a while. We can't, we can't get it down here in the, uh, southern sadlands. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, caller. We really appreciate that. You know, this show is made, it's for the listeners. Mm-hmm. We do this for the listeners, and, mm-hmm. and you... And people like you are the reason that we do this every day. So uh, you, you guys are still doing the thing where uh, uh, I talk about stuff and uh, then you you tell me how to not not do it the bad way. This is radiation ships, uh, personal growth, relationship growth. We offer advice that you need. Okay, I, I used to I used to be out out there in the sadlands, you know, you know, busting chops, uh, working for the raiders, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, people start talking and people start, you know, getting married and getting older and doing the thing. So I, I was like, OK, maybe that's for me. Right. So I, 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 get, I get me a wife. I, I settle down. We get ourselves a nice bunker. It's, you know, and we've got to go a view of the poison sea from there. Uh, we have three kids and uh, only one of them's a mutant and everything's good. And uh, then she dies. And uh, okay, let me just let me just slow you down there for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't need your life story. We just need to know what's wrong. What am I supposed to do now? Right. Dead wife, three kids, one room, shitty bunker, got cans. That's it. Well, to know where you're going, um, I suppose we need to know a little more of where you've been. Um, you said you worked with the Raiders. Um, what are your skills? What are your interests? What are you, in which, which areas do you excel? I was a lumper. The, the argument happens, right, between, like, Raider groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're yelling at them, and then they're yelling at you. And you need the guy to come up behind them and lump them. So that's, uh, that was mostly my, my thing. I'm really good at hitting somebody in the back of the head when they're not looking. I'm really good at quiet. You're, you're very quiet. You're, you're very violent. Um, tell me, do, do you have experience with crickets? I can absolutely 100% kill a cricket. It, it's, it's not a problem. We, we can't find him. That's the issue. Well, 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 how many other crickets do you have? It's just the one. That's, that's the thing. Just oh, the okay. one. I so, mean, we, we're, we're talking about, what, miles of highways? Or, or, hallways, excuse me, not highways. You say miles of hallways? Yeah, I mean, we got we, we got a bunker, but this this I cricket got, is completely I got, I got inconsiderate. Hey, back me up, Professor. This mm-hmm. cricket, he doesn't listen to a thing we said. He he doesn't. If we're in the massage parlor, he's in the massage parlor. Um, I have a massage parlor. We we've got a bunker. When the hot water went, that might have been him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah. have hot water? Yeah. Well, not not anymore. It's, well, I, it's lukewarm at best. Not since this cricket it's, got it's, here. It's tepid. You think you have problems? The, the only, Try taking a tepid shower three times a day. The only hot water we have pushing through these systems is when somebody's freshly peed. I'm sitting here wondering if I've wasted my life, and you guys are sitting there talking about hot water. You're clearly familiar with the old adage, hurt people hurt people. You're experiencing a very similar phenomenon. Um, Boring people are boring. Uh, Now, whereas some of my patients in the past have exhibited signs of multiple personalities, each displaying their own interests, skills, individuality, you seem to possess none of these things. Uh, You are experiencing what I call inadequate personality disorder. Inadequate personality disorder. Yeah. So you're saying I'm in the adequate mm. for my personality? Unfortunately, no. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Um, I've only known you a few minutes. Um, I, I am quite sleepy. Uh, it's possible you have a borderline personality, um, which of course means you almost have a personality, but but not quite. Um, I think your problems would be best served by just 
being more interesting? Have you tried that caller? Have you tried being more interesting? Well, and, and I would I would posit the question, um, were people losing consciousness because of your violent outbursts, or were people losing consciousness because of your your dearth of interest? Wow, that's a really good that's a really good point, Professor. Maybe he's not quite as good a lumper as he purports. Listen, I was I was I was part of the frontiersmen, man. They are the most badass raiders out there. Look, let me remind you, this cricket has had us up all night. You're gonna have to spice things up a little bit. Uh, um, Professor usually doesn't get like this, but he's mm-hmm. just he's just nodding off left and right. So let's let's get back to uh, your I guess problems, so we can go ahead and just knock this out and get on to the next caller. Mm-hmm. Um, your problem is you're bored. Yeah. Okay. What's the purpose in life? I mean, that's that's what you guys do, right? You, you give you give purpose and help. I'm just trying to figure out my purpose, like, because all I do is, is is sit around with these kids. Like, I got, I got three of these bastards, and they they just sit here and what? What do they want? More food? More food? More food? Lima bean me? Lima bean me? I ain't lumping nobody in the back of the head. I ain't lumping my wife in the back of the head. I mean, shit. When we put her out the disposal, that that was it. There was no proper funeral, nothing pretty. It's just all fucking boring pizzazz. How, how is this? Is yeah, yeah, sure, sure, right. When they when they get born into the world, you, you feel the meaning of life, the glory of of new life. But I mean, shit, I've got the same thing, just like hitting somebody in the back of the head. Same feeling. Okay, it sounds to me um, that what you are in need of is is some reframing in your life. Okay, now you say you have a bunker. What it sounds to me like you have is a schoolroom. You say that you were a lumper. What it sounds like to me is you are now a lumping instructor. And, and let me tell you what I mean by that. You, you say you have three children. Yeah. Now, in the days before the confluence, um, children received their vocation by way of apprenticeship. Um, perhaps you can find renewed joy in life by training your children uh, in the mutilatory arts like their father. I like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, now, of course, the, the, the ancient apprenticeship model only allows for two children to be trained, so there will need to be some minor culling of your children. Um, now, perhaps you could deprive them of food for several days and then introduce a piece of fruit and several knives. Um, perhaps you could construct a rudimentary thunderdome in your bunker. It's not my place to tell you how best to cull your offspring. Every child is different. So, so the, the culling process... How do you make sure that the right one gets called? Well, I think we can help you out there. Um, which one have you chosen for the caller? Okay, and, and get, get a name and a general description. Uh, yeah, his name is um, Carthy. Carthy. And uh, he's got uh, three eyes on the right, and then okay. just the one on the left. Okay. And you said you were out by the Poison Sea in the South Sadlands, correct? Yeah. Good deal. Well, you said you were a fan, a longtime fan. Yeah, yeah. So let's see if we can't um, bring back an old classic. Oh, oh, you, Professor? Did you hear that? I did indeed. Oh, he's doing the thing. Not the cricket. Oh yeah. He's doing the thing. Hope you brought your shades. It's about to get real bright in here. Better get to the shelter. It's time for another nuclear call out. Ladies and gentlemen, who's the spotlight on today? Looks like Carthy down by the Poison Sea. This is your chance, ladies and gentlemen, your chance to win fabulous prizes and rewards. All you got to do is find that boy, find that girl, find Carthy, and let us know. Use the Dropbox down by I-65. There's a statue, two huge pillars, legs, big old head laying right next to it. There's Dropbox at the bottom. You drop proof off there, and you will win a wonderful prize. Ladies and gentlemen, 
That's been our nuclear call-out. Caller, thank you for calling. Thanks for uh, helping with the call-in. No problem. Just drop them out to shoot whenever you're ready. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. It's always nice to be able to help people. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's mostly on us, but it's also on them. They have to be willing. You have to, you have to make sacrifices in your life if you want to move forward. You know, we all carry a lot of dead weight, whether that's emotional or psionical. That's very true. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe that's something we should, we should be thinking about with this, this cricket. You know, as I'm thinking about it, last caller made a good point. The bunker's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Do we really need that wing? Yes. Yeah, I do. We talk about this off air. Like I said, we don't like it in our personal problems. My lumbar is excessively tender. That's with the massage. Involved in the show. So um, I guess we should probably uh, go to another caller. We, we, we got anybody else on the line I'm here. I'm going to be very cranky without my massage. Go ahead, caller. You're listening to Radiation Ships, a massage for your love muscle. But first, buy this stuff. Primordial stew. We've filled this stew to the rim with unique mouthwatering flavors from all walks of life. Starting with a homemade nucleic acid purine base, adenine is formed by heating a familiar aqueous ammonium cyanide solution. Patent-pending freeze-thaw cycles are used under a reductive atmosphere with spark discharges at the primary energy source. Primordial has always been committed to using only purposeful ingredients that our customers know and trust. Chunky S triazines, hearty nucleobases, primadenines, including cytosine and uracil, and a creamy urea solution. Primordial stew. It's got less fat and lard in it than if we had put more fat or lard in it. Available at your local trader or free on dump site. These socks are the bomb. They're literally a bomb. <laughs> not kidding here, guys. Sometimes I wish I was just kidding. But I guess that's not a real option here. Do some charity. You guys ever have socks and are like, whoa, I need an explosion. Bomb-ass socks. They can explode if you're not careful. Why are they like that? I didn't make them. I'm just telling you about them. How am I supposed to know that? I just do commercials all day, every day. Like, geez, oh, you think this guy's scientist, whoever makes these anyways, they have time to film their own commercials? They gotta fill all these orders of bomb-ass socks. We sell bomb-ass socks. We're giving the explosion to the needy. It's like charity. Don't put them on your hands, stupid. They're socks. <laughs> Don't put them on your feet, neither, because they're still bombs. Okay, who needs an explosion? Are you needy? Bomb-ass socks. Bomb-ass socks. Bomb-ass socks. They'll make you look bomb-ass. That's why we call them bomb-ass socks. Not because they explode, but because they also do explode. Bomb-ass socks! I'm needy. We are back with Radiation Ships and WSPN. The Spoon. Just an everyday case of adult onset razor jowls. I think we have time for one more call. Go ahead, caller. Welcome to Radiation Ships. How can we service you? Well, um, I just, I just wanted to uh, call it. My, my name is uh, Rutch, um, Rutch Minton, as a matter of fact, and I, I just wanted to call in uh, in response to the last caller that you had. It seems like he's having a pretty tough go at things, and I just wanted to say that I, I, I completely agree with what you guys are saying, and I feel like he's got some control in his life because I've definitely found some control in mine, and I just wanted to make sure that for anybody else out there that, yeah, I mean, you know, things here in the Sadlands can get to you, but it doesn't have to be what drives you on an everyday level. You, you, you yourself, everybody that's out there listening, they can take control of their lives kind of the way that I have. So absolutely. And let me tell you, caller, this, this is like a breath of fresh air. I'm sure you've heard that today's been a little rough for us. Um, 
But at the same time, like, we know it's going to get better. It's not that bad, right? And, and so often we have these callers calling in. And of course, I'm not talking about you here, caller, or you, dear listeners, just the callers, just the callers that call in and they bellyache. And we're here to hear your problems. We're here to offer you solutions. But when you don't listen, when you tell us I'm not willing to call that kid, when you tell us, you know, I'm not willing to separate entirely from everyone I know and move because I'm unhappy. If that's the if that's the advice you've been given, well, maybe you should listen. You called to listen, not not to tell us what's wrong. Right. You didn't call us to lecture us on, oh, you're living in a bunker and you have it so much better. and You don't understand. No, we do understand. We have a device show. We are, it's our business to understand. That's what we do. I, sorry. 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 Uh, caller. I got a, got a little carried away there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because well, it sounds like you could be a real positive influence on our callers. Well, I mean, I, I just wanted to touch base on, on a little bit about what you were saying. I mean, because I completely, totally agree. After my second amputation, I thought that my life was done. I thought it was over. And then I said, you know, hey, this can be actually the tipping point to something good, to something great. Well, I live here in the North Sadlands, and I've been kind of an intermediary between different groups, uh, bringing them together and helping solve people's problems all through my region here in the North. And so I, I've, I've kind of become somewhat of a beacon, if you want to call it that. I just And it just is kind of a complete and total happenstance. I, I just uh, There's been some greater groups. People have kind of got to know me. Um, I kind of lose touch with people, though, really quickly. Uh, I mean, just, you know, through, through different circumstances. I, I, but I, I will meet people. I will, I'm into changing people's lives. And, and then we usually don't talk very much after that because I feel like my work has been done. You know what I'm saying? I mean, after I make sure that their dog is dead or uh, after I make sure that their complete domicile has been destroyed, I can leave that situation knowing that I've left them in a better place. I feel the same way about my own life. Sounds like we're coming from a, from a very similar place of wanting to help people. And just sometimes you just get so fed up. Am I right? You just, professor, back me up on that. It's so frustrating to have these people calling in and they won't take control of your life, their lives like this caller has. Yeah, some some people are just just terminally ungrateful. You know, when 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 you, as an enlightened person, have identified uh, the problem or person or or pet um, that is the source of their issue, and you um, you tell them they need to remove it, or or you take the initiative, um, like like you have, Rutch, and you remove it for them. Um, sometimes they, the, the response is just infantile, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't make your work any less important. It doesn't make you any less enlightened. It just, it just shows other people to be inadequate. Yeah. So Rutch, can you give us an example of just help, help our listeners out here? What sort of thing would you do? Maybe just, just the last job you did that you're really proud of. I'm all about clearing a path. You know, a path that is uncluttered and a path sure. that is a straight and narrow way to the best you that you could possibly be. You know, and that's so what I like to hear. That's just what I do. I mean, and it's my gift that I can give to other people. Actually, there was one group of raiders, um, and they were having some trouble uh, deciding as to as to who should lead, who should who should follow, how to work things out. And I could see that they were having a structure problem. They were having a log jam at the top, all right? So what I did was 
I made sure they brought their problems, and I just overheard, you know, I mean, that's the kind of guy that I am. I really want people to be able to find their best version of clarity. So I came across an argument, and I made sure, I made sure that one of my slash harpoons was nice and fresh, and I got two in one stroke. I got two in one stroke. That's amazing. This this trio of raiders, this trio of raiders, there was no more confusion because there was only one left. Sure, there was only no. one left, and there was no no more confusion, no more doubt. And when I left that situation, that gentleman, that gentleman had no doubt as to who was running his organization, because it was him, because it was him, and all of the control, all of the responsibility was in his hands. He didn't thank me, but I know he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He didn't thank me, I know he wanted to, and I just made sure. Um, I had to hastily get out so I could go about helping other people. Uh, and just the, 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 the shouts of gratitude as I was leaving the situation, I could tell were very heartfelt. And if he's listening right now, I would just like to say, hey, brother, that's the best I could do for another person, and I hope you pass it on. You know, uh, you, you don't have to apologize, Damon. I say, I say you're welcome, right? Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Now, were those the the Movados up by uh, Grub Road? You said you were north north uh, Sadlands, correct? The uh, slightly over the distorted gorge. Sure. The best way I tell people to find it, if you can look for the elongated craters with the deformed slugs. That's that's oh, yeah. around in that yeah, area. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly what you're yeah. talking about. I have to I have to commend you on your your excellent mastery of uh, advanced psychological problem solving. Uh, as a as a fellow enlightened person, as a fellow pro, uh, solver of problems. Um, I, I often find it difficult to, to just find the energy, to find the, the drive, the motivation to push forward. Where do you find your, your drive? What fuels you? Well, I, I get up every day. The radiation in my domicile was so unbearable that I, uh, I said, I don't need this. I don't need this space that's so cramped and is so uh, riddled odor and pungence. And so what I did was I just made sure I, I did without it. I put my incinerator on high and just let it go and went a mile away. And so now I let nature, and that's right, I said nature, I let nature speak to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I let the crow canaries, them tell me what I should be doing. I let the buzzard bears tell me what I should be doing. That is exactly what I need. So I'm in tune with nature and it gives me my motivation. If a buzzard bear is picking at my open scabs on my torso, that lets me know, hey, it's time to go change somebody's life. It's time to go change somebody's life, and that's that's it what is. I do. That's it, how it is, I do. It's always time to change somebody's life. And let me, let me say something there, because I feel like we're, we're a, a real kindred spirit. We're really making a connection here. I feel like you're you're like the grunt. You're like, like the boots on the ground doing the real tough work. I, we're sitting up here like armchair generals, but you, you, sir, are doing the real, the Tapot's work. I am a soldier. Absolutely. Let, I, me, let me tell you something real, real, real quick, because you were mentioning about just sort of where you get that that drive, where you get that fire, right? And I, I try to keep personal stuff off the show, of course. We've talked about that. But um, just sort of something, a little ritual that I do every morning it, that, that just, it sets me off and it gets me going and it puts me in the right place. So ladies and gentlemen, what you want to do, you want to go out to the place with the skulls. You know the one. And for me, that happens to be just down, just down the hill. Get a good, intact human skull. 
Now, I set that on my bedside table. Every morning I get up and I hold that skull in my hands and I look deep in those empty cavernous sockets and I say, GDU, mm-hmm. I'm alive mm-hmm. and you're not. Mm-hmm. Darn you, yeah. Mr. Fricker. Mm-hmm. And that really, that, that just puts me in the right place. And so, so I, I give that to you as a gift. Because it's a really, I think the professor calls it an affirmation. Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually, I've witnessed this. I've witnessed Brad, Brad performing this. I've walked into his room and I've seen him laying in bed. I mean, he's not holding it to his face, but he's got, he's got the skull um, kind of at his, at his midsection. And he's, he's screaming and he's grunting. Um, and that, that skull in his lap is shaking. Um, and, and, and when he's done, he's lighter, he's, he's happier, he's, he's expelled whatever it was that was in him. Um, I, I guess metaphorically yeah. into the socket of that skull wow. and, 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 and it's great. And so I, I hope our listeners are, are, are taking note of these things, you know, it, just, it lights that fire, you know, that fire that you have to have to get up and just go every morning. So what I'm hearing is that I need a vessel. I need a vessel to pour out. And, and this is because I haven't had any bad episodes uh, since that last time I slaughtered that family of four. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I've been living hey, on that hey, high. Hey, hey, I've been living don't on that beat high. yourself up, man. Sometimes advice goes wrong. Well, no, I've been living on that high for, I mean, because I could see that their problem really, I mean, you know, hell is other people. I released them from that. And they're in a better place. Uh, not as good of a place as I'm in, but you still, sure. you know, you get what I'm saying. You so, gotta think outside the box. This is this is what I gotta do for those times where it gets slow and uh, because I crave interaction. You know what I'm saying? But out here sometimes in the Sadlands, especially with no domicile, it can get a little lonely. So, yeah, I, 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 I would love to try something like that. Just kind of putting that negative energy, what little I might ever come across, into another vessel. Um, exactly. You got you, you cut to the heart of it. That's exactly what it is. Does the same thing apply to decapitated corpses? Because, I mean, I might need a larger vessel to put what I need in. So, I mean, if I say, like, if I had a decapitated corpse and I'm, like, yelling into the neck, I mean, and all of the body is taken, how, how does that work? Well, I can't speak from experience there, but I'd imagine it's pretty much the same. It's it, it's not about what the vessel is. It's about what the vessel is to you. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. It's also important to remember that um, sometimes our advice um, on, on this show is, is, is a 180. You need to change everything that you do. Um, but for you, Rutch, I would say um, this is just an augmentation. You know, for you, for you to progress to the next level in your life, uh, get a vessel. Yeah. You know, uh, um, project, project your, your your innermost parts into the vessel. Uh-huh. But but at the same time, keep doing what you're doing. You know, right. um, t- talk to the animals, walk with the animals, do what the animals do. Yeah. Um, and burn things. Great. Anytime I can help anybody and anytime I can get help, I feel like the world is, uh, it, it's it's a beautiful day outside even, guys. I mean, I'm out here now in it, and I wish, I wish you guys in your subterranean bunker could see what I see. Oh, but I'm coming up on a place, uh, are these movies? I, I used to be a big film fan. Uh, I, this is a, I think a deserted blockbuster. I, Oh. 
yeah, it's gonna. I'm gonna take some time. I'm gonna need to take some time here and suss through what's here. But uh, um, I'll definitely call in again. Thank you so much, guys. Excellent. And 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 do me a favor as uh, in the next part of your journey as you're you're exploring the aisles of that place, um, keep an eye open for a film called Condor Man, um, early '80s Disney production. Michael Crawford at his best. Uh, if you find that, uh, give us a call back and uh, we'll we'll maybe discuss a meeting. Tell, we'll- t- tell you what color call back anyway. Uh, well, well, I think we can talk about this off air, but I, 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 I'd like to see that as well. Mm-hmm. We'll do. Keep walking to the light, guys. Keep you walking too. to the light. You, you too. too. You stay strong. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. I'm so glad he called today. You know, for the for the affirmation, for the opportunity to help him along in his quest, and for just just a chance to maybe see Condor Man again. Absolutely, absolutely, it gives you hope. And that, that's really what—that's really what the affirmation's all about. That's really what, what any of this is all about. It's—it's it's the hope that we can help people. It's the hope that—it's the hope that that cricket doesn't have a very long lifespan, or will give himself away shortly mm-hmm. after we're all fair. I'm wondering if, if the self maintenance routines would help clear that out. We should—we uh, should give that a shot. Do, do you have a—do you have a spare skull? Oh, um, then we can go get one. Okay. Quick enough. I, I toss them out. Let's, okay, let's, let's let's do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have today. We got some business to take care of. This has been uh, Radiation Ships. I'm Red Flink. With me, as always, the professor. That's me. Don't come looking for us. Don't come looking for us. <laughs> that, that, that's a good way to end it. I feel like, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there were there were a lot of good things. There were a lot of bad things. There were a lot of things that kind of went both ways for me. Um, there were definitely some big pops of laughter. There were a couple of times when I think all of us just laughed out loud because of the absurdity of something that someone said. The material, as I think everyone had been kind of hinting at as we were listening was a little cringy but the production value and the performances were all just top notch yeah it really felt like a radio show very much so uh, so yeah what are the, what are some of the other positives that any of you saw well even though i found this background noise it was either a machine hum or a wind in the nuclear wastelands kind of annoying despite how quiet it was, it was a good demarcation between the actual meat of the show and the commercials and other side bits that they did. I thought it really worked. And it was consistent. You could use it as a frame. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. And I, I thought the voice acting, I commented on this in our group chat, I thought the voice acting was pretty on point. Like, every time that somebody spoke, it very much sound, it sounded very conversational, it sounded very natural, I couldn't hear any of the edits, and I know for something like this, they're definitely doing dialogue edits. I just can't hear it, and that's perfect. That's that's what I want. And the way that they included some stumbling over words while they were talking, it made it sound live. I agree. And I liked how all the voices were very distinct. I didn't have trouble telling apart the different voices and who was talking, which sometimes you do get. I agree. Some of the callers I could have used a little bit more character in um but the actual two hosts were were wonderfully done they played off each other very well very different highs and lows um but uh i feel like the the callers especially some of the longer ones kind of just 
There were only two. Well, I mean, the commercials I'm kind of thinking of as callers, Ah, I guess. But uh, the two callers kind of blurred together in my mind. Let's not forget our third host, the cricket. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Who we never heard from. That that feels like a Chekhov's bug. I mean, you mentioned the bug in Act 1. It really needs to show up by the end of the play. Would he burn down the place at the end? There were cricket noises at at least one point in there. I feel like there might have been. I was honestly not pulled into that part of the plot, except for the fact they kept mentioning it. But yeah. Does the masseuse ever show up? I don't know. I really haven't listened to them. I try not to listen to too much of any of the shows we're going to cover. Okay. Before we actually do. Right. So this is the first of their episodes? This is Yes, this is the first episode. And they only launched last year, so 2018, January. Well, I've got to say, for dropping us right into something where uh, I think Keith had mentioned in the group chat, they had said that they were 500 episodes in, or this was their 500th episode. And despite having all of that history as characters, it didn't feel like I was getting an information dump, but it also didn't feel like I was just facing these characters with no idea of who they were. They made that very clear right up front. Yeah, I thought they did a really excellent job building the setting. I mean, some of it's familiar from other post-apocalyptic kind of themes and venues, but you really learned a lot about the, was it the the crow, uh, what was it? Crow canaries? Crow canaries, I liked (laughs) that. You know, they, they did a good job building. You really knew what was going on around them. Uh, and that made the joke about their bunker being really nice, really funny, because everything else was so dark. And getting back to that, uh, the part that we all kind of mentioned in our group chat was cringy. They were going for something that in wrestling context would be called cheap heat, saying something that you know is going to get a negative reaction, no matter how crass or crude it is, just because you know it's going to get that reaction. So... They're in this horrible post-apocalyptic world, violence everywhere, all sorts of things that we don't have to deal with. And they went for some of the really obvious things like, you know, beating spouses and children and a culling between the children to determine who's going to get the resources. And those just felt like really, I don't want to say lazy choices, but it felt like they were doing it without thinking of other more creative ways they could have gotten across that bleakness without resorting to mentioning that sort of thing. I was looking for the first caller to say, oh, no, I definitely want to keep the mutant kid. He's got, you know, this bonus and that bonus. Let me get rid of one of the weaker kids who isn't made for this post-apocalyptic world. Exactly. A more fun twist. I wanted to know what the mutations were and how they were, you know, adaptive. Versus in actuality, they just kind of brushed right over that it wasn't made to be an interesting thing it's just eyes yeah i feel like a lot of that was there was a lot of post-apocalyptic tropes that they went especially post-nuclear apocalypse like mm-hmm. a la fallout it had kind of a fallout feeling to it but darker yeah fallout when you're really drunk <laughs> fallout when you're really <laughs> drunk yeah that's that's a good way to look at it drunk and sad yeah it was it was pretty dark um which might have been a little bit easier for me to hear for 30 minutes if there was more variation. It was always about the same level of dark and about the same level of sad. The second caller, despite his darkness, had such a positive attitude. I kept waiting for the hashtag blessed. Um, But (laughs) he did 
ramble a lot, and I feel that experienced radio um, advice givers would have a better way of keeping him on task or getting him back on topic. I would like to uh, give the producers some credit here for the commercials. I think that those definitely added something to the show. There are little pops of difference to break up this monotony of this really dark setting. And then you have a burst of humor right here. Uh, Did anyone else have thoughts on those? Yeah, uh, I liked how they riffed on the Bombas socks and (laughs) Bombas socks. (laughs) It was a a nice skirting of... uh, Copyright violation, plus a nice little riff on something that is at least timely now, although goodness knows how long that'll be a reference that people would understand, but... I actually don't know what Bombas is. Well then, that just goes to prove my point now, doesn't it? <laughs> it's it's a sock company that a lot of podcasts have sponsorship for. Ah, okay. I should definitely branch out with my podcast listening. <laughs> That's part of the reason we do this. Yeah, actually, that is exactly the reason we do this, is so that people can hear more interesting stuff, um, including ourselves, because it's helpful for our own production the more we hear how other people do stuff. Yeah, listening to, uh, the, as Scooter put it, the way that they were editing everything that smoothly, there are only a few shows that I've heard do that with really natural sounding breaks between when people are talking. And I know they're not doing it in one take because I've been there and it just doesn't happen in one take yeah especially for something this long you don't do it in one take it's just not possible or yeah or even in short bursts of takes where you know you get three or four back and forths without any sort of interruption and they are relatively new at this still uh you mentioned 2018 to now well the show is i'm actually not entirely sure if they've produced anything else i didn't do that much research into the company they did mention in and i think it's in the show notes something that they had done prior and I'm pretty sure it's linked on their webpage. Oh, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. It did definitely smack of professionalism as far as the production, the performance, the directing, the writing. Like I said, I didn't like some of the choices that they made. That was I, a personal issue. I liked a lot of the writing. I feel like they could have edited down without adding anything. Um, and it wouldn't have taken anything away. Hey, I see in their notes that they're actually, well, at least one of the people involved is multiracial, which I am all for having more POC in this environment. As a POC producer myself, it's not super common. I'm excited. Yay. You guys did a great job. It's just, yeah, there's, let's talk about writing for a little bit. We talked a little bit about the writing. There's some pretty, like, um, overusing the post-apocalypse, post-radiation apocalypse tropes over and over again Um, i felt like the segments in the radio program would have been a lot better if there was a little bit more variation like this show feels a lot like welcome to night bell if it was post-apocalyptic as opposed to just weird dark town i also would have liked to hear uh i think keith and morgan both mentioned longer how long some of the segments were and I would have liked more shorter ones. It would have been snappier. It would have been a little funnier. And it would have added that variation that you yeah. were talking about. And that's, I feel like it suffers a little bit for that reason. I think it was a little male heavy with the voices other than the computer. Was there any women in this at all? This, huh. The voice of the spoon is the is one of the 
people involved and she is a woman but i mean like the voice of any of the people that are actually talking points not just no. the machine no. is female and the intro is female <sighs> so yeah i was thinking that i was waiting for the female caller i mean she was there she was helping make the episode you know that's why they're so lonely oh what well, is the Sadlands? And I, I kind of was getting the feeling that the Sadlands is the single world. So this might just be a world full of single men in the post-apocalyptic. Well, this could also be difficult to determine for the whole... I mean, maybe the next yeah. episode or later episodes, right. they fix that. But, yeah. You know, that happens. Something, something distorted gorge. Well, I mean, I, I know with a lot of our shows, we'll have a couple of episodes that are very heavily in one gender. Oh, yeah. And that just happens to be because either we didn't think about it at the time or it's just who was available when we were I- recording. I thought it would really help break up the caller voices. Yeah. But you were right. The voices were very distinct. It's not like I ever at any point confused a caller with one of the hosts. But at the same time, I don't want to say this, but if it were a radio show that I was actually listening to as a listener myself, I would have changed the channel at a certain point. Yeah, I, I think part of it is that they're missing the energy that an actual radio show host would have. Like, I was bringing up Howard Stern at some point in the chat that Howard Stern, one of the reasons that it is entertaining is that all the characters, while they're being ridiculous, are also, all the characters, while they're being ridiculous, are also super high energy. They're all like, rah! Like, it's it's part of it. It's what keeps you interested, even when it gets slower for the guests. One of the hosts was a Muppet, so you can't get higher energy than that. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's just in general, the energy wasn't super high. Uh, so what else? What else were we thinking? Morgan, I want to hear what you think front to back for this. I feel like I would probably give another episode a listen just to see how they go from here. And if every episode is just a call-in show or if they explore the world more, I am interested in the world. And I think the production quality was pretty, pretty good and worth listening to. Lisa? While the production quality was really high, I just am not sold on the storyline. I'm not invested in the characters enough to keep going with this one personally. Max? I'm kind of in the same boat that Lisa is. I, It has potential, and if I were feeling like the type to watch or listen to three or four episodes before making a final choice like some people I know, Scooter, then... I'd probably give this that go. It's not immediately completely off-putting, but I've got so much media of different forms that I'm trying to catch up on. I don't think I would add this to my list. That's fair. Keith? I felt like I was waiting for the light the whole time. I feel like I I might be target audience of this. I like post-apocalyptic things. I like this sort of edgy humor sometimes, but the edgy humor wore wore down on me. Um good production, good characters. Um, I could enjoy it, but you know, I, I think I would be doing something else. I wouldn't be listening to it dedicated with how it went on a little long. So this is more like a secondary listening. I think we've talked about this a little bit, the idea of a primary listening versus secondary listening. Yeah. Tune in, get the joke, and then you can tune out for a minute yeah, and, and like come a, back in and out. Like primary listening or primary watching would be like Game of Thrones for most people, where it's something you sit down and dedicate time to. What I would love to do is have the opportunity to sit down with the folks making this and just learn from them as far as what they're doing performance-wise, what they're doing directing-wise, because those are areas that I, they really hit it out of the park on. I was completely blown away by how good that was, and I'd love to be able to learn more about that. So maybe maybe at some point we should try talking to some of these people and having like a 
group chat back and forth between production companies, that's not a bad idea. We already have contacts for them. So. Or maybe looking at, I think you mentioned that they had other projects that they'd worked on previously, possibly giving one of those a go if they were willing. That was Radiation Ships from the show Spooning in the Apocalypse. To find out more, go to www.spooninginthepocalypse.com. This has been Audio Drama Showcase. For more episodes and information, go to www.legendsmithproductions.com. Thanks for listening. High five. We made it.